Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun owners in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so today, you know what? I want to talk about the Daniel Perry murder trial. Daniel Perry, let's go back to 2020, folks. That is going to be, what was it, July, June? I think it was July 2020. Summer of Love. The Summer of Love 2020. COVID, when everything was shut down. Everybody's so protesting. Yeah, they're protest. Black Lives Matters were protesting. There were some police shootings. You had the Breonna Taylor uh, incident going on. The um, There's another one. Um, help me out here. There's another big, huge murder trial. Floyd. George Floyd. Floyd. That's right, Floyd. Uh, the Floyd- I can't breathe. That's right. Uh, so that trial, that well, that incident actually happened. And so we had a lot of shootings happen during 2020. And so the country was really, you know, it was all about police accountability. Um, everything was shut down. You can go from one end of town to the other. Man, I, I enjoyed just jumping on the interstate and traveling around the country on the interstate and doing about 120 miles an hour. I'm telling you, it was fun. I was told not to say that, but I was going fast mm-hmm. because there was no cops. I no believe police. you. No police. So, yeah. So I, I enjoyed that time frame. So no one, everyone was at home. People were like all afraid or like, wear your mask. That was the time frame that we were getting phone calls and threats from people saying, how come you're not wearing a mask? You need to shut down. You should Because be I open. represent science. That's right. And so, well, we represent the Second Amendment, so there. <laughs> so, we're talking that time frame. We're talking 2020, everything shut down. So, put yourself in that mindset, okay? You're sitting at home while we're driving on the interstate playing games. You know, everything was shut down. And so, there are protests. Riders decide to take to the streets because people were restless. You know, they had sat at home all during the day. 
And so nighttime, they figure they'll take to the streets and protest, walk down to their capital, their city hall, their police department, and protest about the recent shootings that had taken place by law enforcement. So during that time frame, it was like 9, 10 o'clock at night. We're in Austin, Texas. Let me set it up for you. So, okay, everyone is, you know, it's shut down. Okay, no one's on the road except protesters and, P- and criminals, people that are breaking into businesses, those people. And so anyone that wanted to just do graffiti, you know, commit crimes, those are the people that were out. Try to blow a hole through a Central Texas Gunworks front door to get in there. Yeah, yeah that, same time, that same time frame when people are breaking into gun stores like Central Texas Gunworks. Exactly. So let's put, your, you know, put yourself in that mindset. And so it's 2020, summer of 2020, summer of love. And so uh, Daniel Perry was on 4th Street. He was driving for Uber at the time, and he's a sergeant at United States Army Station at Fort Hood. And so as he has a passenger on 4th Street, drops off a passenger on the 4th Street, when he drops off his passenger on 4th Street, he proceeds to communicate with the next passenger. He communicates with the next passenger. He goes to Congress. He drives to Congress. All of a sudden, he makes a right turn into Congress. There's, like, people rocking on the street. There are protesters, people marching, screaming, yelling. They're blocking the roadway. So he comes to a stop. He stops. They surround him. They decide to run up to his vehicle, surround his vehicle, and listen to what happened uh, to the initial incident. And that's, that's kind of what happened. So they surrounded this guy's vehicle, the sergeant of the United States Army, and he, he looks over to his left. He sees someone yelling at him. So he rolls his window down, and he realizes this person is, you know, is wearing a face mask. They're wearing tactical gear. They have an AK-47. And this person yells, get out of the car! Get moving! Get out of the car! Get moving! So he's surrounded by protesters, people that are just looking crazy and insane. And just to paint the picture for you, let, let's take a look at, I just want to look at the, there's a video of the young man who was prior Air Force. He gave an interview the night of the shooting, but he gave this interview in front of the Austin Police Department. I don't want to play the video. I just want to look at his photo. I want you to take a look at this guy's picture, and this is what Daniel Perry saw when he made that right turn onto Congress. Group of protesters surround his vehicle, pounding on his vehicle, banging on his vehicle, his windows down. This guy standing next to his vehicle with an AK-47, with a face mask and tactical gear, and he looked just like this to your driver's side window. Now, just imagine you're a female, um, just imagine, you know, you're you're a, you're a civilian. You're you're trying to make ends meet, and you look to your left, and this is what you see 
and a group of people banging on your vehicle. Man, I would have blown him away myself. I, I would have done the same thing. I exact mean, same that, thing. That rifle was at low ready. And when this person's yelling at me saying, get out of your vehicle, someone's yelling at me saying, get out of my vehicle, get out of my vehicle. And I'm in my, I'm, it's nighttime, 10 o'clock, my window's down. I will send them straight to Jesus. I would definitely too. Although, remember what it says, if you get out of your car or use. Don't ever get out of your vehicle. Exactly. Don't Always ever... stay in your vehicle. Yep. The law protects you if you stay in your vehicle. You're fine. Now, because a weapon was involved, this is, to my my mind, justified. But remember what you always say. If the person's not armed, just stay in your car. If they reach in to get you, that's where it gets game on. And here's why I say I will pull my gun out and shoot this individual. The reason I would use daily force is because this person's got an AK-47 standing next to my vehicle. My window's down. He's wearing a face mask. He's wearing tactical gear. It's 10 o'clock at night. He's yelling, get out of the vehicle. And it doesn't take but a matter of seconds for him to pull that gun up, shoot me, and kill me. Exactly. So instead of letting him shoot me and kill me, he who draws first wins. wins. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Mod Pure. You're listening to Come and Talk at Radio with Michael Cargill. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome. 
Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're talking about the Daniel Perry uh, murder trial, uh, where Daniel Perry shot and killed Garrett Foster, a Black Lives Matter protester that was protesting during the summer of 2020 in Austin, Texas. And so, you know, and I, I teach, you know, um, the LTC course, and I talk about uh, use of force and daily force. We talk about the castle doctrine, how you're supposed to feel safe in your vehicle. And, you know, and I, I make it a point to go out of my way to talk about the fact that you can't run over protesters. They have a right to protest. They have a right to, you know, to take to the streets and, you know, and let everyone in the world, the government, know that they're upset and they want to plead their case to the public and let you know their grievances. You know, you have a right to protest. You have a right to the First Amendment. Um, but in doing so, do you have a right to, you know, to, to, to suppress someone in their Fourth Amendment? Do you have a right to block someone else's path, keep them from going about their way? Do you have a right to, you know, st- yes, you have a right to open carry a rifle, but do you have a right to stand in someone's way and threaten them with that rifle? And if you do, then can they defend themselves? What do you think? Well, so let me set the record straight. Garrett Foster was not a Black Lives Matter protester. Okay. He was actually a U.S. Air Force veteran Mm -hmm. and a libertarian. Mm -hmm. He was out there that night with his wife because she was in a wheelchair. And, yeah, Mm -hmm. he was what you would describe as as a libertarian boogaloo boy type. So Mm -hmm. open carrying, making sure that. Almost kind of like Kyle Rittenhouse, if you will, making sure that trouble didn't go down. Mm -hmm. Now, the way you're describing the situation, the way the media described the situation is just false. Mm -hmm. This is a mob mentality that stopped the car. Okay, Mm -hmm. this wasn't Garrett Foster. And there are reports saying that Garrett raised his rifle. He didn't raise his rifle. If you look at the pictures very carefully, he had the the butt of the rifle shouldered into his, uh, his shoulder most of the time. Uh, while, while he was there, it didn't it didn't raise above his shoulder, so he couldn't have raised it at the driver. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't raise so the butt above his shoulder. He didn't raise the butt of the rifle above his shoulder. You don't raise it above your shoulder to get into you, a car. You put it to your shoulder. That's but he didn't. He had it like right here. He had it like braced against his shoulder, sideways like this. It was down, <clears throat> low ready so is what we call it. Yeah, you'd have to have it. You'd have to have it. Uh, he didn't point it at the driver. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so this guy essentially just fired off shots randomly into the, the mob that mm-hmm. stopped his car at night. So, I mean, was it criminal mischief? Can you, can you shoot someone who used deadly force at night? Yes. But is it right to just randomly shoot off shots? Did he randomly are... shoot off shots or did he hit three in Garrett Foster? He shot, he, yeah, he shot the at the guy, guy with, with a gun. AK. He shot yeah. at a guy with a gun. That's not really randomly shooting into a crowd. You're randomly then, right? shooting at a guy with a gun. Well, like just because he had a gun, gun. not yes. randomly, though, right? But just shooting him. But still, like that's that's a random person in the crowd. Like he didn't he didn't stop the car. It wasn't a random, and person he wasn't yelling to get out the car. It was the guy with the AK, right? Okay, yes. So, so yes, when you so this is a good point. So yes, got conservatives here. If you see people open carrying guns, go ahead and shoot them. This is no. a great. This is a great. Okay, so you have um, a yes, you have a right to open carry your rifle, absolutely, and I support that one hundred percent. As a matter of fact, I do it and I participate in 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 the marches. And, and you're making it seem like he's a scary guy. Like it's 2019, you can't wear a mask during 2019. It yes, was 2020. Like, but should you I mean, be? Should sorry. you block traffic with a rifle, with a face mask and tactical gear at nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night? Is that smart? 
No, it's not. And should you threaten someone and yell at them with the rifle saying, get out of your vehicle? That's not what happened. Really? No. That's what was testified he, in court. He in didn't stands. say that. That's what they testified to. Well, you could watch the videos. He didn't scream that. Ah, I heard, get out. Let's go back and play yeah, it one more time. A, there's a ton of video. Do you have it like right up on there, top of let's it? Let's play it one more time. There you go. Take a listen to this. There are a lot of better videos with better angles. That's okay. We're going to so, listen to this one. Just listen real quick. Back up. All right, so I heard everybody back up, and then there were three people that testified this past week the fact that Garrett Foster yelled, um, get out or move along. Or move along, right? One of the two. Right. And it depends I mean, on it depends on what you heard. Yeah. You so know, this me, I mean, at me the being time, in the vehicle, me being in the vehicle right. with a guy focusing focusing on a guy holding an AK forty seven, and unless he's a robot, you know, with his arms to his side, saying "Get out of the vehicle," I don't think anyone yells like that. I think we express ourselves. I, I hear what you're saying. We express ourselves in such a way that when we're talking, our hands are moving, and I guarantee you, without him realizing, he probably pulled that AK forty seven up. Me sitting in the vehicle with this guy, he pulls the AK forty seven up. I'm not going to give him another second to figure out if he's just yelling at me or is he going to point the gun at me and pull the trigger. I get what you're saying. You're talking about from his point of view. I'm talking about from the point of view of a protester that went outside and that there was the a protester outside didn't pull the trigger on the gun. The guy sitting in the vehicle pulled the trigger on the gun. So the only pr perspective that matters is the guy sitting in the vehicle. Okay. Now there's someone walking around with a firearm, though. This could this very well could have happened to someone like Kyle Rittenhouse. Absolutely. So you're walking around around a crowd and the person that is probably not a part of the entire crowd, you see that person with a gun. So you just go off and fire on them. The only difference is Kyle was not trying to uh, pretend like he was security uh, with a in the, with the crowd of people. Kyle was actually be acting like a medic. He was trying to help people, assist people. Kyle was actually trying to get away from the people that were chasing him. Kyle was actually trying to avoid the situation You're at right. all it's costs. A, it's a totally and they pushed situation. him to the point where he was on the ground with his back to the ground. He had no choice but to defend himself, and that's not the position that Gary Foster was in. You're right. You're right. There were aggressors against uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. Who was the aggressor in this situation? The person the who used deadly force. The protesters yeah. were the aggressors. Yeah. I don't. When think they so. surrounded his vehicle because they thought, "Oh my God, you know what? How dare you? How dare you in a car drive on the road and turn on a major road in this town that is very popular with people around the country, Congress Avenue? How dare you drive in a car on this street while I'm trying to block the street and act like a protester? How dare you?" Well, you said you can't run over protesters. I don't think and that you gives you the right to shoot them either if they have a firearm. Wrong Absolutely. Them. That's not a right. Absolutely. So, but yeah. if I think you're trying to kill me, I'm sending you straight to Jesus. We'll let the courts decide after that. Yeah. Any, either way, the, the, the narrative that the, the, the conservative media liked to paint it here was that he's very much a Black Lives Matter protester, ignoring the fact that both of them are military veterans. Oh, the, the guy that shot the guy is a military veteran. Like, this is a very big narrative here that you have to break through to see, like, the side for Garrett Foster. Garrett because, Foster is at the Black Lives Matter protest. Quote, unquote, Black Lives Matter. Yes. So, so he is at 
the Black Lives Matter protest, so therefore, if he's in the protest, it's okay, not see, a Black this is, Lives Matter this is protest. The, this is a whole problem that happened during 2020 was every single protest is a BLM protest. So everybody that goes to a BLM protest is a BLM protester. So all the rioters were BLM protesters. Everybody conflates the two. There were protesters. There were rioters. I mean, I could tell you, I was traveling around the country in 2020, and I, trust me, I don't, I don't like to give BLM about a bunch of credit, but when I was in Las Vegas, I saw them tweeting out directly, do not go to private businesses, because that is, uh, is not where you protest. We want to protest in front of the cops, because that is public land. You don't want to go to private land. There are certain chapters that were actually trying to differentiate between these two groups, and... To, to just conflate everyone in the same way and act like, oh, well, this guy's a BLM protester. And, and then say, oh, well, this military veteran had to kill a BLM protester. You not see how that's a, a false narrative when both of them are, are, are actually pretty much right-wingers and they're, they're conservative veterans in a way? All I remember is doing that time frame. I remember, you know, sitting there and looking at the people that were protesting and they were saying, you know, Black Lives Matter, and we're Black Lives Matter, and chanting Black Lives Matter is all I remember, and I saw very few blacks. That's a good point. There probably weren't Black Lives Matter. I'm just saying. So Could I, be, uh... I, I still stand with what I said. I think I think Garrett, I think uh, um, I think he was justified in shooting Garrett Foster. Um, if he felt that Garrett Foster was was attempting to bring that rifle up and to shoot him, then I think he's justified in using force, daily force. I don't think there's any jury in this land, in this country. You put your you put a lady in that vehicle, any person in that vehicle. You surround that person's vehicle, and boom. You know, I I think he was totally justified. You don't have a right. You don't have a right to to block someone else's path. You know, and you don't have a right to threaten someone with a gun while you're blocking their path. Keep in mind, there would already also been reports and uh, incidences where other people have been dragged out of their cars. Especially those people, especially when you're protesting the cops and you're acting like the cops. That is what throws me off. They're sitting there literally protesting law enforcement, protesting the police. And then you want to turn around and you want to act like the cops. You're actually acting like the people that you dislike. And you're doing exactly what you really hate. There are people that want to keep the peace. And we can't throw them all in the same category. The here. photograph that we have of Garrett Foster when he is next to Daniel Perry's car, his shooting hand, his right hand, he has his elbow up at shoulder height. Ooh, you can see half that gun. Mm-hmm. Where's that? Where's that photo? Go ahead. That uh, if you just search for Garrett Foster, AK. All right, we come back from the break. Send that to me. We come back from the break. We're gonna post that online. This is Michael Cargill. And you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hi, this is Stephen Wolford, the Barefoot Defender. I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back and we're talking about the Daniel Perry shooting. Um, we're, the Daniel Perry murder trial is what we're talking about. The shooting of Garrett Foster. Uh, it happened in 2020, the summer of 2020, when Black Lives Matter were protesting uh, police shootings during that summertime. And a large group of people were protesting in Austin, Texas, the night uh, at night, around mm-hmm. 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. Uh, Uber driver, Sergeant United States Army, dropped off in pasture, going downtown Austin, makes a right turn to Congress Avenue, runs into a group of protesters, and that is when uh, Garrett Foster, prior military Air Force, uh, was holding a AK-47 face mask, tactical gear, and he pulled it up in a high rating. Now, take a look at this photo right at the time of when the shots were fired. Look at this picture here. Look at his elbow. Want everyone to take a look at this. They have it circled too, where he actually shows. You got him. Yeah. You look at his elbow. Look at where the rifle is. Man, that is chest. You are clearly threatening this young man with an AK-47. He is clearly justified. There's not a doubt in my mind. As a 20-year license to carry handgun instructor, he had the right that moment in time to send him straight to the Lord and stop him. Because he perceived him as trying to kill him. Direct immediate threat. And absolutely. Either either it was intentional or it was absolute negligence on the operator's part to know, oh, crud, I'm actually probably in a threatening position right now in a threatening stance. And I'm not going to wait until two more seconds for you to pull the gun up and for me to see the muzzle of the gun. Because at that point, it's too late. If I wait another second, it's too late. I don't. Yeah, I gotta I, act and stop you immediately. It's either me or you. He who draws first wins. 
Yeah. I don't know if he's just being negligent. I don't know if he actually intends to try to point it he's out. He's pretending to be law enforcement. He is literally acting like the people that he dislike at this moment in time. He's protesting cops. He's acting like a cop. Prove me wrong. All right. So uh, I'll admit, you know, it's uh, when I watched these videos back in the day, it was debatable. Um, very much so. And, you know, this was a long time ago when they had very much a lot of footage easily accessible at the time. This is two, three years later, so you can't really find it now. But um, I think that picture's a little blurry. Mm -hmm. I, I trust what you're saying, Michael. I understand from your point of view. Um, but the th from my point of view at the time was Texas didn't have constitutional carry. You had open carry, right? And so if you wanted to go out and try to have some type of safety, some type of law and order to make sure things were not going to get out of hand, that was one thing that people did. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a crazy situation when you're surrounded by protesters. I definitely don't think that is acceptable protesters stopping traffic and, and surrounding vehicles. Um, but unless they have entered your vehicle, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have pulled the trigger. And I don't, I don't think from my, from my recollection, when I saw those videos, like I said, that's a, it's a hard to see. It's dark. It's kind of a black rifle. Uh, it's hard to see exactly what's going on there. I don't think that he actually pulled it up and uh, had it had it visible where the the barrel was actually pointing anywhere near the car. But you know, this is it's a crazy situation for sure. Um, and one of one of my biggest pet peeves about it was was the media narrative. I mean, like I've I've studied a lot of history and I've seen the the media sway things, black things out, and this was one of them where it's just like you label this guy as a BLM activist and in Texas, okay, yeah, just shoot him. Get him out the road. All right. And let's, you know, I tell you what, let's listen to the interview. Uh, Dan Garrett Foster actually gave an interview at the Austin Police Department the night that he was shot and killed prior to them going and marching to the Capitol. Take a listen to some of this video. We can't play all of it. Just going to play a little bit. What about the gun again? Uh, it's uh, AK-47. Uh, why'd you got it out tonight? They don't let us march in the streets anymore, so got to practice some some of our rights. Well, man, if you feel like you need to use it? Nah, I think the, uh, I mean, if I use it against the cops, I'm dead. And I think all the people that hate us and, you know, want to say are too big of a stop and actually do anything about it. So. Why'd you start carrying? Well, our roommate got arrested and they stopped letting us march anywhere, so started carrying. So literally, this guy thought that you know he can go up to someone's vehicle. He th he didn't think that he thought that he can actually provoke someone, threaten someone, threaten their life, and didn't think that they would have the gall, the audacity to call him on that and to stop him and he found out otherwise there's a clear there's a clear diagram about this there's a diagram you know of a young man standing in the classroom with a chart and he says that the more you you know you mess around is the more you're going to find out yep and he fa'd and fo'd on that day that day that moment in time um you, it's not wise. It is not smart. Yes, you have a right to open carry rifles. 
I advocate this. Yes, you have a right to carry a handgun in the open, carry a handgun concealed, absolutely. Uh, but you're not a one-armed security team trained to clear a time building. It is not your job, your responsibility to patrol the community. You, it is about your personal protection of yourself and your family. This man here was married to a young lady who is a paraplegic, knowing that you're the caregiver of someone who doesn't have any arms, someone that doesn't have any legs, it is your job, your responsibility to not put yourself in those type of situations at all. If I know that I'm a caregiver for someone who is depending on me to come home and take care of them, you know, do the basic needs that a person needs, then I'm not going to put myself in that predicament, in that situation, to the point that I'm not going to be able to take care of this person that I love. I'm going to think a lot smarter than that. Don't put yourself in those situations. Don't put yourself in a situation where you're someone's going to take your life because you're doing something stupid. Well, look, I think everybody could learn from this. I mean, the dude was there with his wife. That's why he was caring to help protect her. So, I mean, he was taking care of her. But look, this is this is what pisses me off is that all these conservatives that are coming out against this guy, half of them would do the same thing because they think that they could just walk around with a firearm. They don't know any better. People do need to get training. They need to know what is a good decision, what is a wrong decision. And you know what? Half these people that went out with these firearms uh, during, the, during the summer of 2020 probably wasn't a good idea. I mean, like, I'm not against Kyle Rittenhouse, but I wouldn't advise the 17-year-old doing that. I also wouldn't advise this guy going out and doing that either. But I do think that we need a lot more training. People need to know what they're doing and know how to make the best decisions when it comes to firearms rather than just going and getting one and thinking you know what to do because you have the rights to go out and carry it because that is what 99% of these conservatives do. Most of these guys don't actually get licenses, don't get training, and that's what we need to be doing. All right. And then another thing is the medic. The medic. What's that guy's name? Anyone know the medic's name? Because I, I want to make sure everyone knows what his name is. Because they've been trying to hide this guy and hide his um, his name. They've been trying to work. They've been working really hard to keep the media from talking about him. He's a medic. Is that the one that shot the car three times? That shot at the vehicle. Yes, he is the medic that actually shot at the vehicle and missed the vehicle. And they're going out of their way to not talk about this guy at all. Um, his name, oh my goodness, it, it escapes me. Oh, it'll come back to me. I'll find it during the break. But this guy should be charged with daily conduct because he says and he testifies in court on the stand. He testifies and says that I shot at the vehicle so that the police can, you know, find the bullet holes and 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 re and, and locate the vehicle. You can't shoot at a vehicle. That's for the movies. That's not for reality. That is deadly conduct. Yep. You shoot at a vehicle. The D that should have been the first person that was charged by the DA, the district attorney. But no, this DA is clearly biased, clearly doesn't care about the law at all. Because if you're going to charge Daniel Perry with murder and deadly conduct or aggravated assault, then you should definitely charge the medic who was standing in the crowd who shot at Daniel Perry's vehicle while the vehicle was driving away you cannot shoot at a vehicle driving away you can't shoot at someone driving away unless you're trying to recover some property they've stolen from you immediately after in fresh pursuit the medic was nico daisy nico daisy they, that's his they, name them
Nico Daisy. I want you to remember that name because none. And, and, and I'll tell you, I'm the first person to tell you that both of these people, whether it was Daniel Perry, whether it's Nico Daisy, whether it's uh, Garrett Foster, none of them had a legal plan. None of them had a legal plan of, you know, what is going to happen after you fire that shot. And that's something else that we talk about. Yes, you all, everyone has a right to carry a gun. I have a right to carry a gun in my vehicle to protect myself. If I'm driving for Uber or Lyft, even though it goes against Uber or Lyft policy, they can cancel my access to the app. But guess what? It's my right. They can cancel my access to the app. You know, um, I have a right to protest and walk down the street and let everyone know my grievances. I'm upset. I'm pissed off and carry an AK-47. Absolutely. I have a right to be in a protest and be as a as a medic, Nico Date. What is his name? Nico, Nico Daisy. Daisy. Nico Daisy. Be a medic from another state, travel to Texas just to participate in a protest in Austin. When I'm not from here, I still have that right to travel here to Austin and protest, carry a gun. Absolutely. But my what thing that the thing that upsets me the most is none of them had a legal plan of what happened after they fired that shot. Because everyone had to hire their own individual attorneys and pay these attorney fees and didn't have a freaking plan. And it's cost them thousands of dollars. And Nico, what's his name? Daisy. Daisy should be charged with aggravated assault and daily conduct because he fired at a vehicle in a crowd of people while the vehicle was driving away. This DA is the worst DA in the entire history of the state of Texas. He is so biased whatsoever. And he, this man has he has no plans whatsoever to carry out the ladies' justice wishes blindly whatsoever at all. They actually nailed the last guy who pulled that off, and you constantly talked about that. The guy with the tow truck company who shot a, a vehicle to try to stop it, he was at, wasn't he indicted on the? Absolutely. He was indicted. A he tow, was indicted. It was a tow truck driver in Austin, Texas, shot a vehicle as the vehicle was driving away, as the vehicle was leaving his tow truck yard. And the he was charged with aggravated assault deadly conduct because you can't do that, people. You cannot shoot at a vehicle. That's for the movies. That's for um, John Wick. That's for <laughs> whatever movie you want to think of. That's not for reality. It's not for Austin, Texas. It's not how we do business the here. The only time you can actually shoot at a vehicle is if it's coming at you with the intention of mowing you over. If you think this person is trying to kill you, then you can use force of deadly force to stop them. You can't shoot at the vehicle. You cannot fire warning shots. You either shoot them or you jump out of the way. Don't shoot a vehicle. You never should shoot a vehicle anyway because bullets, when they hit vehicles, they do really crazy things. Vehicles are designed to handle crashes, windshields. Uh, they're all designed to handle crashes in a certain type of way. A bullet hits a windshield. It's not going to go the direction you think it's going to go. A bullet hits the, the hood of a vehicle. It's going to accelerate. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. to Come and Talk It with Michael Cardell. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so I just want to make sure... I want to take a look at this photo one more time. Look at the photo of... Moments, the moment just before the shots were fired, right when the shots were fired. I want you to look at the elbow, look at where the, the buttstock of the AK-47 was, um, and just take it up, you know, just look at it yourself and think, is that a threatening manner? You know, how much, how much longer shall I wait before I defend myself at this moment in time? Just got to ask yourself that. And that, you know, I would not, if knowing that my, my wife, you know, um, you know, we've got to have a nice little conversation, my spouse, and say, you know, I don't think we should put ourselves in that position. You know, that's, you know, you should, I would, me, think of let me grab the wheelchair and let me get her, you know, move her out of the road. You know, that would be the first thing that I would think of, not to approach a vehicle who has a right to drive on the road. The vehicle has a right to be on the road. It's not like this is a planned parade. It wasn't a parade. It wasn't a parade where police were blocking traffic and where there are barricades up and that clearly you're not supposed to go through the barricade. That's not what this was. This is a pro- people that took to the street, cars driving in the street, and you're taking, trying to take over the streets. Whose streets? My streets. Literally, literally chanting, whose streets? My streets. Whose streets? My streets. Well, you F.A. and you F.O. on that particular night in 2020, the summer of. Now, I want to change gears a little bit. I want to talk about Tennessee. Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee as a song. Tennessee. Uh, let's talk about Nashville. Man, good Goodness. Lord. Nashville, t- Nashville, Tennessee. And today is the CMT Music Awards in Austin, Texas, baby. CMT Music Awards in Austin, Texas. You guys know that? Country music. The Country Music Awards are in Austin, Texas tonight at 7 p.m. in Austin, Texas, baby. Austin, Texas, baby. Sorry, oh, I'll... let me tell you. Well, oh, I'm, I'm excited. I hope you enjoy. I'll be playing Division Two. Ah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm watching WrestleMania, baby. No, I'm looking forward to it. I want to see and what it looks like. I want to see the red carpet. I want to see people walking in. I want to see what it's like for the music, the Country Music Awards, to be in Austin, Texas. I don't even like country music. I like but I just want to see music. it. I just want to see the, you know, the flash and you know the, mm-hmm. the bizarre and stuff like. Don't even like country music. Don't roll that way. I'm Sorry. See some tents in the background. Not my thing. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I want. Yeah, I want to see if they show the Someone tents. Asking for spare change. Tents in the background. Yeah, I just I'm wanna, sure they cleaned all that up before they got. There. I just want to drive by and hold up some uh, AR-15s and yell, "America, Texas." <laughs> You know? I don't know, you just might don't get point shot. them not, at anybody. I'm just not going to point at anybody, yeah, and I'm not going to threaten them. They're not going to block anyone's Don't do it and run up okay. to their cars. Not going to run up to anyone's vehicle. No one's, no one's limousine. <laughs> and then threaten them with our- Get out of the car. With the rifle and yell, get out of the vehicle. Not that gonna is do not that. how we do things in the city of Austin. That's right. <laughs> not going to do that. But I would love to just, you know, yell, America, and just keep driving. Yeah, Probably just, how no, I'm protecting- no, no. Texas. Okay, Texas. Yeah. That's right. The Lone Star State. Exactly. All right, so- 
Let's talk about Nashville. Uh, is it? It was Nashville. Right? It was Nashville. It was Nashville. Mm-hmm. So, man, it happened this week. Nashville. It was at a elementary school, a Christian elementary school. Christian elementary school. Pray, talk Private about praise school. the Lord. Private and, school. Praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. And so, I have to say this. First, Nashville. set us. Wait. First, set us up and tell us what happened. Some individual. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're trans or not. That's why I'm saying this. Uh. According to most of the media reports, yes, they did identify as trans. We don't know that because all of a sudden it went tight-lipped. We have yet to even hear a manifesto. So I don't know if it was a male or a female. Exactly. No, they first said female. Biologically. Sh- mm-hmm. Yes. No, it's actually a female shooter. According- I didn't know what the doctor said when he came out and smacked him on the butt. Was it a girl or a boy? I just need to first, know. The first thing they said was female shooter. Don't call me. Don't, don't write so me. Biological don't, female. Biological don't, female. Don't send, we, me, don't send me emails. I just need to know when it, when it came out, the doctor smacked him on the butt. Is that you have a? I just I was gotta say, boy the fact girl. that we have to have this conversation around is ridiculous. A shooter in twenty twenty three is ridiculous. It's yeah, ridiculous. It, it's, it's absolutely. <laughs> not. It should just be shooter. Yeah. Okay. All right, shooter. Go ahead. Yeah. So, male or female? <laughs> Likely female. I have Tourette's. I guess I just need to know. Identified uh, identified by law enforcement as female at the time. Supposedly self identified as male. Got we, it. Was a female. Got it. Okay. Go okay. ahead. <laughs> So, there's actually a manifesto that's not being released. Mm-hmm. Goes well, in- we have the manifesto. We do. Did we do? Didn't you have it earlier this week? Didn't you read it to me? Didn't you say Zach, you where's that thing at? Didn't Investigation? You- we can't talk about that on the air. You can't talk about the manifesto? can't talk about the tranifesto. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, oh d- didn't you have it, though? Yeah. That's secret information. So, you can't say that. Find the manifesto. Oh, oh, here. oh my God. Oh my Here's the alleged incident. Okay, Appar- so, a shooter goes into a school, shoots, I think it's a bunch of people, kills. El- elementary uh, school. Let, let's, let, let's, mm-hmm. Elementary school. Elementary school. school. Babies. Children. Kills a bunch of children. Three. Three and, kids. Three kids. Three adults. Three adults. Three adults. And then absolutely gets totaled by law enforcement in about 15 minutes 14 14 minutes that's right let's talk about that 14 minutes compared to, to compare it to uvalde yes that's what i was about to say nashville law enforcement i applaud you you guys went in despite everybody saying cops are cowards you are up against a rifle an ar sbr unknown if registered or not by the way because it had a brace on it and a nine millimeter handgun. You went up against all that, and you said, "Still, screw this. We got to protect people. We don't care how unarmored we are." That's right. All they heard was gunshots. And they ran toward the gunshots. And whoever had that LPVO on their rifle, nice choice. And they decide to step over bodies. And that's what you're supposed to do. It's textbook. You know, police are not supposed to. They're supposed to arrive at the scene. It doesn't matter who's injured. You're supposed to step over those bodies and get to that shooter and stop. The mm-hmm. shooter then started administering first aid and get the wounded exactly. out. Exactly, and it was textbook. Mm-hmm. We we this we've talked about this since Columbine. Yeah, Columbine happened in the nineties. We're talking about Columbine here, and we found out back then that hey, during Columbine, we need to change the Our response. Dynamics. Yeah, the yeah. response to you know law enforcement and how they respond to these shooters instead of uh, sitting on uh, instead of sitting on your thumbs and trolling them like in Uvalde. Right. And so everyone's it, all the new and it was it was really weird because prior to this shooting this past weekend all the news stories that were coming out were attacking AR15s saying AR15s are the monster. ARs, you know, why we why ARs, mm-hmm. you know, 
the Armalite rifle is what AR stands for, by the way. Yeah. Armalite rifle. Why are Armalite rifles ARs so popular? Um, and 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 they're you know just trashing the AR-15, uh, the M4s. And then this this person comes out and uses a the, Sub- prim- the primary firearm was a. Keltec sub two thousand nine millimeter rifle using Glock pattern magazines. A Keltec sub two thousand, which fired nine millimeter ammo. Not also, a, not a two two three, not five five six, not not mm-hmm. not seven point thirty nine by whatever. You know, it was nine millimeter. Yes, it was nine mil with a oddly enough safety belt that was uh, a seat belt that had been modified to as a. Sling. You said this was an SBR. Is that no, no, no? The a- other gun oh, okay. was an so the- AR SBR right. okay. with pistol. It was a pistol length firearm, but with a stabilizer brace, making it. A- so it was te- illegal. It's not illegal. Like no, it's st- it's, it's illegal. illegal. Oh, so it was as oh, of wow. like two as months of, ago. As of January thirty first, that was an illegal. But still, firearm. that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That that's illegal? why I say illegal SBR because it has that shoulder brace. Yeah. Even though the shoulder brace was used to be illegal. As of January 31st, they're actually going to consider that an illegal weapon. And, and it I doesn't matter. Say that. And, and, it's just interesting to, mm-hmm. to consider, though. And it kind of doesn't matter anyway because the mere fact of having a firearm within a thousand feet of a school is a crime. Elementary right. school, middle school, high school is a felony in itself. You're vi- violating the federal law. Mm-hmm. Um, killing, shooting people, you're breaking the law. law. Taking a gun inside the school, you're breaking, breaking the, the law. law. So you're within a thousand feet, you're breaking the law. In the school, you're, thousand, you're, you're breaking the law. Shooting and killing people, you're breaking, breaking the, the law. law. So it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Now, the funny thing is the parents don't like guns. That was the thing. Parents don't like guns. The mother. The mother doesn't like guns. The mother knew she had uh, she or he or it or paints had one. The shooter. The I shooter know. had one. <laughs> uh, supposedly, they were satisfied after the shooter sold that one, yet they still somehow got seven, even though they were under psychiatric help. Parents... Here's what you do. If your kid is under psychiatric eval, even if it's not court-ordered, make sure they find a way to have the psychiatrist put down that they are not eligible for ownership. This kind of sounds like Stoneman Douglas in a way. Before they started talking about enacting red flag laws, they said, oh, well, we saw these red flags. It just didn't, like, populate the system. They didn't report it, right? Yeah. It's like, you can report. No one reports this stuff. Even if you enact, even if you pass red flag laws, there's pretty much you can already do that as it is. Yeah, no you can already do it, it now. You can already ta- you can That's already take saying. firearms from people right now. Exactly. Uh-huh. Better even, yet, you can. It. As a so, parent, Mike. Mm-hmm. After the break, let's go into how many phone calls we have gotten from moms and dads saying, "Uh, my kid just walked into a couple gun stores. Has they walked into yours? Please don't sell them anything." It happens a lot. We have a list of names of people. That We're not eligible. To. We're not going to sell to because. The, the problem with this is I get it from parents. I've never received this call from law enforcement. No. We don't get this call from the Austin Police Department or the Texas Department of Public Safety. They don't contact us and say, hey, so-and-so, so-and-so, little Johnny is thinking about suicide. Please don't sell him a gun. Instead, the parents have to call all the different gun stores in the area and beg for the gun store to not sell uh, their kid or this person, their family member, their loved one, their uncle, you know, brother, sister, whatever, uh, auntie, a firearm. And that's not what should happen. If there's a bolo, be on the lookout that goes out. The gun store should be contacted so we don't sell this person the gun. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hey, this is AWR Hawkins of Breitbart News, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill.
Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're talking about the shooting that took place in Tennessee and Nashville. Um, and let's just talk about school shootings in general, okay? So, do you know that the majority of school shootings are done in the morning? Just 99% of the school shootings happen in the morning, mm-hmm. okay, before 12 noon, mm-hmm. okay? And do you know that police officers are at all the high schools, not the elementary schools? SROs? SROs. That's right. They're at the high school, yep. not the elementary school, because they're used for disciplinary actions, okay, yep. or disciplinary problems. Mm-hmm. What, what we should do, this, this country sends billions of dollars through other countries. It doesn't take much to make sure that we have two police officers at every school in this country. There should be two police, at least two police officers at every every school in this country, and we should have camera systems set up, you know, and being monitored. You know, it 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 wouldn't take much to you should be able to catch this person in the parking lot before they gain before they walk up to the door. It no. really should. I mean, I remember, like, when I was in high school, I graduated in 2013. We had resource officers. We had cameras. Yeah. Like, we didn't have metal detectors, and it didn't yeah. feel like jail. That's, like, mm-hmm. what the Democrats say. We shouldn't be sending our kids to jail, but simply have, like, a resource officer and some security. Yep. And, like, when I was a senior, I was leaving school early. I had that resource officer asking me, like, are you sure you can leave early? You know, like, they, right. they mm-hmm. knew where everyone was at at yeah, all exactly. times. At all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it 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 doesn't take much. It's mm-hmm. not that expensive to have cameras to lock these schools down. And yep. and the and I, my hats off to the this private school because I noticed that when the police officers actually went in and started checking the school and looking for the shooter, that the kids were completely on lockdown. I didn't see any kids at all in no. this video. So that means whatever plan they have, that plan worked. Yeah. They minimized the amount of people that are actually shot and killed. Yes. Because they kicked the plan into place. That plan actually worked. They mm-hmm. sent that school on lockdown completely. They did exactly what they did, what they were supposed to do. Uvalde was a complete collapse Disaster. of everything. Disaster. From a teacher propping doors open, the door wasn't secured, you know, just, com- you know, to law enforcement afraid to go into the room, mm-hmm. you know, just complete breakdown of everything yes. and all training all at one time absolutely and so we can do a lot better we you know there's so much money in this country where there's no reason why every school should have two police officers cameras being monitored at a central location where you you know because all the shootings happen they happen be within uh school starts at whatever time let's say for example school starts at 7 15 a.m there's going to be a school shooting between 7 15 and b- before 11 30 i guarantee you Somewhere in the country in the next few weeks. In the next few weeks, we're going to have the anniversary of um, the Waco uh, Branch Davidian Complex, that, that, that shooting in April, what was it, April 19th? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be the anniversary of that, and you're going to have some, some shooters. Something's going to happen during that time frame. It happens every single year. Also, I think April 20th is, the, is Hitler's birthday. There's always shootings in that time frame. So, you know, there's always going to be shootings right around this time frame, that week of the 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, and 20th. And so they need to prepare for this, okay? Let's make sure we have two police officers at every school in the country and make sure they're especially all morning uh, because that's usually when the shootings take place. It's very simple. It doesn't take much to lock these schools down. And we're not talking about, you know, being in a police state. We're not talking about, 
you know, you can have police officers at the school to the point where no one actually sees them. You exactly. Know? And but you're monitoring cameras, you can see what's going on outside in the parking lot. You mm-hmm. see someone pull into the parking lot. You see someone get out of a freaking vehicle with a backpack or a big old bag that look, you know, my goodness, or p- get out of a vehicle with a rifle. We know mm-hmm. something's going on. We need to, mm-hmm. you know, let's get to it. Let's act. Hit the alarm. Bam! Kick a plan into place. Doesn't take much. You know, it. We need to put this plan in place, and this is well overdue. This should have been done when we had that shooting down and outside of Houston years ago mm-hmm. uh, at the high school in Houston. Uh, we talked about this, went about, you know, talking about securing the schools, talking about law enforcement, talking about adding special glass to the school. And all this because there is special glass that they can add to these schools to where if you're shooting at the school, that bullet hits and it ricochets, it comes back at you. There are things that you can do that we've talked about. We, we've, I've actually participated in news stories. There's so many different news stories. We talked about this years ago. I want to say it was at least six or seven years ago. There's a news story that we, we ran where I had all the news stations go down to the gun range, and we, we um, actually tested this glass. I shot at the glass myself. We started out with 22 long rifle. We went all the way up to the large, all the way up to an AR-15. And I'm telling you, the the bullet would hit and it would ricochet back. And I had to put on a bulletproof vest to make sure I didn't get shot while I'm shooting at the freaking glass. And so we tested this stuff out. This stuff actually works. So we have all these tools. There's no reason to put this stuff in place. Instead, we send billions of dollars to, Afg- to Afghanistan, you know, to Iraq, Ukraine, to Ukraine, and we don't care about our babies, our kids here in the United States. Sad. Exactly. And no, banning guns will not solve this. You can't. You're all. not going to ban guns in the United States. You're not going to ban the AR-15, the most popular rifle in this country. Uh, if you ban something, you will you'll be lucky if you get a hundred of them. You'll be lucky if you get them. Well, in many school shootings, they do have they do happen with like semi-automatic rifles, but there has been plenty that happen with handguns. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, most... the ma- actually, majority of the majority of all active shooters slash mass shooters slash gang activity handguns. is done with handguns of more of the mouth. pocket size, like what I normally carry on a daily basis. That makes my boss go. Do you do you need something a little bigger there? Uh, yeah, I, I think mean, I need. The, I think you have something a little bit too small if you're carrying that many. Of you, a know. lot of people don't realize this. I mean, even going back, you're talking about Columbine. I mean, Virginia Tech was done with many handguns, and that yep. was like one of the biggest ones back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, this it's a it's a false argument to be able Very to false try argument. to take that. Yeah. So we should be trying to secure our schools. I mean, we secure everybody else except and everything schools. else that we care about. My favorite is, United yeah, there, my favorite is what we secure everything with guns. And yeah. then all of a sudden, what do we secure our kids with? Oh, a uh, little plastic sign. Yeah, right. What are we securing Ukraine with, right? A mm-hmm. bunch of money and guns. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's where all the money went. Yeah. It's not going to schools. No. And the other thing I'm getting sick and tired of, and this is just me personally seeing this online, and it's what I call blue on blue, where the pro-Second Amendment community turns around and says, well, this group of certain people, because of one bad apple, shouldn't be allowed to own this particular thing. Thank you for bringing that up. Actually, I was going to say that, too, is you saw all these conservatives last week, like Elijah Schaefer and others, saying, oh, well, everyone that thinks, you know, the LGBT community should should be pro-gun and have an AK or an AR, maybe you should rethink your argument or your lifestyle, and it's like, are you serious? Like you're you're essentially preaching the same argument that these leftists preach when a white guy shoots up a school, except they're screaming white supremacy. Now you're screaming to ban the trans. 
Yeah. So, you know, we got one side that wants to ban the guns, one one side that wants to ban the trans. Where are the sane, sane people at here? Yeah. Did you know that 82% of transgender individuals have considered suicide and 40% have actually attempted it? Yeah. So you're saying this is a mental health issue? Well, that's a very, very high the one thing though is that they have an attempt rate. They actually have said that no trans uh, transgender identity crisis is actually not exactly a mental disorder. They actually the 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 CDC and the I think it's NIH and the federal government have basically said no, this is not a mental disorder. So then it's all of a sudden not a mental disorder because the NIH said it's not. I mean, I've never, I've, I've, I know several trans people, and I know a bunch of them online, and I know a bunch of them in the 3D printing community who 3D print guns on the daily who are not this way. And even if it is, I don't. That's that's a very big blanket statement. Yes, to because say that like, okay, well, these guys are mental, so like they shouldn't have guns. Like, it's yeah. a very big blanket statement to say that. But we always say the same thing: you don't need a gun to commit suicide. If a parent came in and said, I think maybe my son has a 50 percent chance or 40 percent chance of committing suicide. You know, she told you her son's name and he came in. Would you then sell him a gun? Absolutely not. No. Absolutely. So, and we've done that. We, but you see, that's, that's exactly what once we again, do. this we, is the we it, it happens a lot where people we get the phone call from parents and they say, hey, you know, my son, my daughter, you know, whoever is thinking about doing something, please don't sell him a gun. But I've just given you the statistic for the trans. And honestly, there's and probably, I, I, I wonder I take, what the, when someone calls me, I take what they say at face value, and we will not sell that person the gun. Mm-hmm. I don't want that on my conscience. And that's yeah. a one-on-one conversation. I'm wondering what the statistics are for veterans that have mental issues. You know, mm-hmm. should we be banning veterans from having guns at the same time? I would say no. No, so we shouldn't be saying that conversation about exactly. trans individuals mm-hmm. either. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, how many veterans commit suicide a day? Let's see what that statistics like. That's a number. Forty-four. Is that it? I used to say 23, but that was uh, probably a fake number, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a, a number. 20 veterans die from suicide per day. 20 on an average. That's probably a conservative number. Yeah. That's, okay. yeah. that's according to the VA. Um, in, and that's in 2016, so yeah, you're probably right. It's yeah. gone higher more than likely, yeah, that's as right. stuff goes on. It's 1.5 times higher than general population. Yep. The trans suicide rate is like 15 times higher. Mm. Mm, I would still so. I have I've had several trans people come in and they're pretty nonchalant. They just uh and yes, I have mispronounced misgendered them on occasion. They'll be like they'll actually politely say, "You know, this is not how I identify." And they are they are polite about it and they're really cool about it and like I said, I've shot with a bunch of them. They're awesome people. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if we're going to be barring individuals from firearms, it should be an individual case. It's not saying, like, based exactly. off of, like, the statistical game that, mm-hmm. oh, well, you fall in this category of, you know, you probably shouldn't have a firearm. What this is 100? Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Folks, this is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It.
Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so I'm going to go to Houston, Texas. There are quite a few things I want to cover real quick because we only got a very short time. I want to talk about Houston. I want to talk about Minnesota. And then we're going to go to Florida. So let's first, let's talk about Houston, Texas. All right, so a grandmother who has a food truck in Houston, Texas, you know, she's doing what she does. She has some nice little soul food there. She's, man, they got the, uh, what do you call it? It's like um, oxtails. They have the oxtails. Man, I got to go to this food truck. You know, I love some oxtails. So I love me some soul food. So she has some nice, delicious soul food. And this guy pulls up to her food truck one particular day, sticks a gun out of the window and says, give any money out of the, the food truck. She's like, no, she, she closed the door. He gets out of his vehicle. He goes up to the window, opens the window, sticks the gun through the window, pulls the trigger. The gun malfunctioned. She had, a, she had her LTC. She pulled out her concealed handgun. She shoots him. Bam, bam, two or three times. Kills him right there. Guy dies right at the scene. Dead on sight. Um, she was lucky. She was lucky because I tell people, you know, a person points a gun at you. You know, there's nothing you can do. They point a gun at you, you, you just freeze because they have a gun point at you. But he made that fatal mistake. Didn't clean that gun. <laughs> it malfunctioned. <laughs> yeah, didn't clean the gun. Didn't, didn't know how to hold it properly. Maybe he was riding the slide a little bit. Don't know. But guess what? That recall, you know, maybe he was limp-risking, limp-risking the gun. Um, you know, and one of those things, and boom, it malfunctioned. And she was able to get to her gun, pull the trigger. Boom, shoot this guy, stopped him. And ended it right there. Take a listen to the uh, the family members of this grandmother uh, that owned the food truck in Houston, Texas. This is how we make our living, and we're not trying to hurt anyone or do anything to anyone. We just want to run our business. When the family started Elite Eats, a soul food truck in 2020, this grandmother never thought she would have to use her gun. But Tuesday, she did. I didn't want that to happen, but he tried to hurt me. Houston police say she shot and killed a 23-year-old man who pulled a gun on her. The family says the food truck had just opened and they only had $40 cash. Their truck was parked off South Main and Fondren, where they'd been for three years. I also want people to think about his family as well, because I don't think I'm no hero. I'm going to pray for his family as well as my family. That's a true grandmother right there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, true grandmother. Because it, mm -hmm. it's a sad situation, yep. you know, because whatever brought this guy to do that, you know, and then she had to do what she had to do to save her life because he pulled out a gun, pulled the trigger at her. It malfunctioned. She had no choice but to stop him. So yep. the only thing she do is pray for his parents, his mother, his father, grandparents, and grandfather, yep. you know, and because they're, 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 they've lost a loved one yep. tonight. Just like that uh, pair in... Um Colorado, who uh, ro actually arm-robbed a uh, UPS postal truck mm. and then shot it out with police. One is now dead, and the other is in custody. ATF's involved because both these are juveniles, by the way. Mm. That's a, And that's a common problem because we have a, a little situation here in Austin, Texas, where you had some 13, 14, and 15-year-olds in South Austin decided to you go to a 7-Eleven at 4 o'clock in the morning and rob the 7-Eleven at gunpoint. They're 13, 14, and 15-year-olds. Teenagers at gunpoint tried to – they held the gun to the clerk's head. They shot at the safe you know, behind the counter trying to open the safe. Luckily, the bullets did not ricochet and hit the clerk or one of them. 
And they ended up, you know, stealing what they could out of the store, didn't get any money at all, and then running away. And eventually, I believe they got caught, or they're going to mm-hmm. get caught. Yeah. So, and and and, and parent, this is a parenting problem. This is not a gun problem. I'm I'm tired of people coming after the AR-15 or handguns or uh, whatever. This is a parenting problem. How do you not know that at four o'clock in the morning, your 13 year old is not at home in bed at four o'clock in the morning? And how in the world did your 13-year-old get a gun? What type of parent are you? Mm-hmm. 13. We're talking the majority of people that are committing crimes around the country right now are young teenagers. This is a huge parenting problem. At some point, we need to start holding parents responsible for their kids. We're talking 13, 14, 15-year-olds. You can't keep control of your kid? Man, that's a problem. That is a huge problem. 13, and you don't know your kid's not at home. Mm-hmm. Parenting. All right. So now let's change gears again. Let's go over to Minnesota. Let's talk about Minnesota. So, Minnesota, what's going on in Minnesota? Big win for the Second Amendment in Minnesota. What happened in Minnesota? So, previously, Minnesota had a state law that prohibited uh, anyone 18 to 20 from getting a permit to carry a handgun in public. Like Texas, huh? Uh-huh. That's why and that's why Minnesota didn't recognize the Texas LTC. Because uh, we we allow because we allow eighteen year olds who were in the military at the time to get a license. And because we allow eighteen year olds in the military to get a license, they would not recognize Texas license. They wouldn't recognize anyone's Texas license. No. That's right. Anyone's oh, wow. because we allowed eighteen year olds. That's right. Judge just overruled that. So what happened in Minnesota? So basically US District Court Judge Kathleen Menendez cited New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin and concluded that the state law was unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. So now 18, 19, 2-year-olds can carry a gun in Minnesota. Yep. yep. They can get their permit and they, carry a gun. They can get a license. But then nice. how do they buy the gun? They can't buy the gun from a store. Can't buy it from a gun store, a federal firearms license dealer, because gun stores are governed by the federal government, and federal law says you have to be 21 to buy purchase a handgun. A, a handgun from a gun store. So they'll have to get it as a private sale private, or a gift. Private sale mm-hmm. as a gift. Or find it in a dumpster. Park mm-hmm. a lot of Walmart. Mm-hmm. Park a lot of Target. Mm-hmm. That's right. Find the one that Hunter Biden threw in the dumpster by the school. Park a lot of Albertsons or H-E-B or, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's that, Ladybird Lake? Oh, Bottom of the lake. Well, there's a there's I'm I'm Find telling you. else there, too. Yeah. New body was found. A new body was found in Ladybird Lake in Austin, Texas. That's Another right. one. That's right. It, there's a, I'm telling you right now that well, you got someone color. is killing straight men in Austin and dumping them in Lady Bird Lake. Straight men. You're in, you're in danger. I don't drink on rainy street. <laughs> <laughs> you Wait, Mike, how do you know they're straight? I'm just telling you, you're in, y'all in danger. Are you, are you the serial killer over here? I'm just killing straight men. I and let's change gears again. <laughs> let's, On that note, let's go to Florida. Yeah, so in Florida, um, it looks like permitless carry will be uh, passed by Ron DeSantis. Now, there are stipulations. You must be a resident. You must be 21. You must not have any prohibitions like terroristic threats, uh, felonies, deadly conduct, deadly conduct, anything like that. And what? it's not overall blanket constitutional you must conceal carry without a permit if you're caught open carrying so you can so this constitutional carry is only for open carry yes it's only for concealed carry no the per it's permitless concealed carry only in florida 
You cannot open oh. carry oh, okay, okay. without a permit. Okay, so without a permit, you can conceal carry. Without a permit, you can conceal carry. So do they, but, te- but Florida doesn't have open carry. No. So you have to have a license. You have to have a license to open carry. So you have to have a license it's to open carry. It's the backwards of what Texas did. Yes. Oh, my God. It's so confusing. I know. Yeah. So with a license to carry permit, in, uh, with a Florida carry permit, you can open carry or conceal carry in Florida. Without a carry permit in Florida, you must conceal carry. I'm going to check that. You, Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to check the Florida because I don't... Yeah, yeah, it's opposite because Texas, they did open carry. A lot of states did open carry and then they did conceal. Mm-hmm. But Florida's going opposite. I guess they don't want people to open carry without, without a, a license, but yeah. they want you to be able to conceal carry your firearm without a license. Yes. All right. Okay. All right. So, we'll, yeah, well, I'm going so to... We're, we're going to get one of the attorneys from uh, the U.S. Law, Law Shield people. on the show to talk about Florida. Yeah. And because you're saying you, you have to be a resident of the state in order to participate in this constitutional carry. In permanent list carry, it's not constitutional. It's permitless. Permitless, yeah. Because it's restricted yeah. permitless carry. That's why they're saying it's not constitutional because you can't open carry. Oy vey. Yeah. Also, there are several locations of signage and stuff that you have to follow, just like in Texas, new uh, locations that you're not allowed to carry at. You can, they don't care about printing. Or brief showing. So if you reach up on that sh- on that top shelf for the liquor bottle and your sh- and your gun kind of gets uh, exposed, as long as you drop back down and kind of retuck your shirt in, you're fine. But if you flip your shirt out during an argument, that's still considered brandishing. Okay. All right. So yeah, we're gonna have someone come on because I don't think you can open carry in Texas at all. I mean, in Florida. I'm sorry, in Florida, in Florida at all. You know. And so yeah. we'll ha- we're gonna have someone. It may be like the, the long from- guns and stuff, but yeah, the can guns are still concealed carry. Yeah, we're gonna have someone come up from U.S. Law Shield to talk about Florida and Florida's laws now. Now that this you know this new law is going into effect. All right, so um, you know make make sure you guys stay stay tuned to the uh, the murder trial uh, Daniel Perry this week because there should be a verdict that should come in. Um, this should go to the jury, and we should hear whether or not Daniel Perry is going to be guilty or not guilty. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, this is a smart jury. You know, and, and, and whenever you pull a gun out, think about this: you pull a gun out and use it. That is a twenty thousand dollar bullet, because just a matter of fact, if you fire a gun, you have committed a crime if you're in city limits. Now, are you justified? Then you're going to put your life in the hands of a jury. It is up to a jury to decide whether or not you are justified in pulling that trigger. So think twice. That is twenty grand. As always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. Listen, come and talk it with Michael Cargill. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.